Hello and welcome everyone to today's News Tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my good friends and GVG co-founders, Ash Polson and Steve Bowling, as well as our very special guest tonight, Spawnwave. Welcome, good sir. Hello, yeah, no thank problem. you for having me. you for being here. We're big fans. Yeah. Yes, I, I thought I'd take a shot at, at talking about the news for the first <laughs> I, time. And we, we know so. it's out of your wheelhouse, let's, but let's we thought we'd toss you, you know, a hardball yeah. here. Yeah, just throw you a bone. <laughs> uh, I'll get, I'll get through yeah. it. I think we'll make it work. I think we can. But uh, real quick, uh, and just in terms of news, we wanted to just quickly uh, discuss something. And the fact that we're not going to be discussing something, uh, we just won't be talking about stuff going on if you know it you know it we're not going to be talking about it and we're just going to be focusing on the news tonight so there it is so uh other than that how's everybody been doing <laughs> well, Man, you know, well, a little tired yeah. <laughs> hang in there was, it's another day. day i was gonna yeah. say if you're taking away all the stuff we're not talking about i feel great <laughs> yeah <laughs> unbelievably <right>. good <laughs> i'm i'm uh I'm excited because I got a fun thing coming out on Friday, and uh, I'm looking forward to having that all set and ready to go. So nice, yeah. I'm I'm really yeah. excited knowing what you have around the corner. Uh, Friday will be a great day to tune into GVG uh, to check out what we've got cooking. Um, and we got a couple other videos coming up this week that I think will be really fun. But it seems I like it's gonna be a excited. busy week. Yeah, I, I'm honestly so far most excited about today though. I've I've said repeatedly already how big of a fan I am of Spawnwave. I'm not going to stop saying it so for the next hard. hour. I love it. I am ready yeah. for this episode. I need this. All right. All right. Well, let's let's see how he handles the news. I'm not I'm not I'm not sure, but we're going to we're going to launch into this. And first up, right before we started actually, uh we Nintendo just tweeted out that there's going to be a new Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's uh, Fury almost said furry there. A trailer coming <laughs> tomorrow. Um, that's a very different. Uh, actually, it kind of fits within 3D World. And right. uh, it's only going to. Well. Yeah, it really does. Uh, it's only going to be two minutes long, and it's coming out, I believe, 9 a.m. Eastern. Let me double check that. But um, yeah, just out of nowhere, finally getting news on Super Mario 3D World, which is pretty cool. Uh, I don't think we're going to be waking up, you know incredibly early to do, you know, to cover this right away but it's gonna be like oh right. that's neat we actually had a funny little anecdote before the show i was like oh my god i already didn't sleep last night uh you know because of all the stuff we're not talking about and uh, i was like oh my god we got to be up at six in the morning for bowser's fury and steve was like hell no what are you talking about that's <laughs> sleep that's not how we work here and i'm like oh damn you're right we don't do that anymore so Yes, there will be no getting up at six and reacting to a two minute trailer, but we will, of course, be breaking it down in the uh, next TNT, of course. Mm. I'm curious how much they're going to talk about in two minutes. That doesn't like because they specifically say two Mm. minutes in the tweet, and that doesn't seem like a lot of time to go over Bowser's Fury and then maybe some quality of life stuff they're doing, which includes the online multiplayer. Uh, It seems weird that they wouldn't just do like a little like 10 minute or mini direct kind of thing for it and advertise that yeah. as a live stream. It, it seems to me like they're not going to have everything in two minutes, but maybe they talk about Bowser's Fury here and then they update that website that went live and they put extra information about the online multiplayer, which we talked about before we, we went live here might not be the multiplayer that people are hoping it mm-hmm. is. That's my concern is that they haven't 
they were very vague on it originally because it's going to be like a Super Mario Party situation. Yeah, you know, right. I'm wondering about that because, uh, and we mentioned this before when we went live, it's like Nintendo likes to give you what you want, but in a weirdly disappointing way every time. And I'm worried, <laughs> same as you, that this is going to be a very similar situation where it's like, on the box, yeah, online multiplayer, that sounds great. And then it's some weird flavor thereof that nobody asked for. Um January games in general for I mean, Nintendo the, seem to be like the ones they don't put a lot of weight or effort behind, which leads me to believe that there is definitely some deeply underwhelming element to this game. I mean, it depends yeah. on whether this was delayed from last year because of COVID. Yeah, apparently it was supposed to have been out like yeah. October, right. somewhere right. in there, uh, and they, they pushed it to, to February. So in, in a month it'll be out. But yeah, it... The two-minute thing got me when I saw that because I was expecting something about this game, and then there are like two minutes. So it's it'll be interesting to see how they handle the online. I mean, the potential is massive yeah, with online game, multiplayer yes. mm-hmm. Super Mario 3D World. Four people like running around. And you just say, "Hey, let's jump in a room and we'll play through like half the game together today." Like that. That would be yeah. really cool. Uh, but if it's like challenges or something where it's like ten challenges and you play through these ten-minute parts of the game because i feel like the reason they didn't do it in super mario party is because they were like who's going to sit down for hours and play through what could be this very long and aggravating you know super mario party game because a lot of the time people don't mention or talk about it sometimes (laughs) the super mario party games didn't finish Uh like they didn't end because people just got annoyed and turned it off or something or it became obvious that someone was going to win and they just they would just you know i mean there are those people in among us (laughs) that don't get imposter they quit for the random people so yes well and there's also unfortunately another uh you know nasty precedent here set with super mario maker 2 who you know whose online is just absolutely poor i mean there's really no other word for it it's just it's really bad and that seems like something that that should have they should have been able to nail you know nintendo and online it's just always you never know what you're gonna get you well you do know what you're gonna get most of the time sometimes they surprise us but yeah you're right because we have like super mario 35 and like that exactly. runs pretty well and it's like all these people playing together you know like next to each other throwing like obstacles and everything and they're like all right let's four of us jump in and do mario maker right. 2 and it's like this weird laggy stuttery and thing that's very strange of mario 35 and i think i, I mean I'm, I'm talking over 100 games and i i think i can count one time where i saw the game stutter once so uh, nintendo wow. clearly has the chops to do it um, Mario 3D World obviously is, is, is a different beast of a game. It's of course you know it's a fully 3D game, four players, all you know what all that. But you know you you have to imagine if you're Nintendo that when you advertise online play, people who know or have played 3D World, they're gonna want just regular online play. Like just let me play the game co-op four players with my friends. That may not be what we get. I really Man, hope we do though. But mm-hmm. the the one thing I want to point out is if that is what we get. Good lord, this will be an amazing game to mm. to just play. Oh like, yeah, this will yes. be one yes. of the best experiences for multiplayer on the Switch if that's what we get. Yeah, yeah. it's it's God it's God's gift to streamers. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. By the way, Octopus makes a great. Oh, I was actually point that out too. Yeah, go for it. Uh, well, Octopus in the chat was saying, "My biggest question is what's happening to Stamps without Meverse?" And that is a good question. Um, really good question. Yeah. Man, could you imagine if that. they just let you tweet out the images? Like <laughs> that would be, that would I, be I would, that I would, would be down for Twitter stickers. Like, let me take a screenshot and then slap a stamp mm. on it and tweet it That's out. That's true. No, that would be fun. 
I feel like that could be abused, but you know, no. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the online could be good, especially if you have two people on the same switch, being able to go online and two other people on another switch. So you don't need one switch per like that like, would be game nice. session for mm-hmm. each person. See things like that would be really cool, especially now, like in these times, I feel like a lot of people want the ability to play something like this online together since everyone obviously is at home and you know just kind of hanging out so i think that being able to kind of virtualize the the local multiplayer they had is is almost key to this game's development to make it feel a lot different from the wii u version yeah yeah and i mean that's a great point because i know that you know as much as i adore smash brothers ultimate and it's like my favorite in the series easily the one thing that was a downgrade from smash 4 was that you can't do multiplayer uh, on the same system when you're playing online in smash 4 Mm. you could have two players in the Mm. same system in an online lobby. Smash Ultimate, for whatever reason, you can't do that. And it's so annoying. And at least, well, it's not as annoying now in the, in the era of COVID, but it was really annoying. So I, I really do hope that that is something, uh, well, I should say it's it's not as annoying if you, you know, aren't, don't have a sibling or whatever to play with, whatever. But <laughs> I, I hope that they will do same system multiplayer online. I, I think that, that would be a very good thing to, for them to have in there. And then, of course, there's also the, the, the game's namesake or the other part of the namesake which is bowser's fury we don't know what this is um mm-hmm. you know they've been so coy about it and so secretive that i'm tempted to think that it's something holy crap awesome but i'm also just this could just be nintendo being nintendo and it's just a few more levels and that would be cool too don't get me wrong but it's just weird how secretive they've been about what bowser's fury actually is i am so hoping it's playable bowser Yep. Like, either people where Bowser's trying to capture the Sprixies or uh, a epilogue where he's, like, aftermath of him falling from the final boss area and, I guess, dealing with something else. I don't know. But I just, I want to play as Bowser for some reason. I just really want to do that. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Flip it, flip everything around and you're, you're technically the bad guy. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. That would be cool to see that, especially after the end of Odyssey. Have something like that to oh, follow man. up on for for oh, yeah. Bowser here. That yep. that's Odyssey- a cool idea. Oh, go ahead. Uh, we I think we saw in the Bowser initial trailer for this a uh, Cat Mario in the middle of uh, that weird area when they were talking yep. about Bowser's Fury. Yeah, maybe it's maybe the goal for each level if it's is level based is you're playing as Bowser chasing Cat Mario. Oh, that, that could be fun. So I don't know. I don't that know. could be. I don't know. Um, but playable Bowser if, is the dream for sure. That would be like. That's probably. I feel like that's what the two minutes yep. is going to be tomorrow. Is them talking about Bowser's probably. Fury, and that's probably yeah. going to be it, maybe mostly. some online stuff. But, but yeah, generally, I, I think you're right. Um, before we move on, I just want to say welcome to Sean Davis in the chat, a longtime watcher, first time live watcher here. Uh, I really hope the full game is online with trying to get the crown and everything like in the multiplayer of the Wii U one. Had a ton of fun with that. Uh, so mm-hmm. Sean Davis, thank you so much for joining us. We're happy to have you here in the live audience. Also DJ Base, I don't recognize your name. Uh, so welcome to you as well. A lot of new names here. Rad, Rad's Rich. Uh, There's a lot. Brooke. Yeah. So (laughs) welcome to everyone who who is watching for the first time. We're really happy to have you here, and we really appreciate your support. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and uh, get our next news story. Alrighty. (laughs) And uh, the first thing uh, it's. Staying on Nintendo because a Switch revision was data mined from the f- recent firmware update, um, and a lot of details were kind of found out. So, according according to this, Nintendo is actually working on a new model with upgraded display stuff, and it has has been for about one and a half to two years. Um, the new hardware is codenamed 
Aula, A-U-L-A, and it's using America, America SOC. Uh, there's a bunch of, bunch of references to it in code, and the atmosphere supports the new display already in theory. Um, so apparently it's a bunch of other details in here. I'm not sure how much of it's just uh, guesswork or actual stuff they're seeing in the code, but what we do know is that there's apparently new hardware code named Aula. Right, so, and I was reading that yeah. apparently uh, that the signs are pointing to it being uh, 4K or at least 4K compatible. Uh, I mean, of course, this is all from a data mine. Nothing is is official until Nintendo announces it. But uh, it could be 4K, but I, I don't think we know that for sure yet. Yeah, Spawn, you have a great video on this on your channel, so why don't, why don't you break this down a little for us yes, and let please. us know what you think on this. Mm-hmm. So I, I followed up on this a bit more since then, just just a bit. And the, the key takeaway from this story this data mine that's happened is it's confirmed seemingly to have a different screen so it's not using the same vendor so the screen is going to be something different it seems now it could be a higher quality lcd of some kind they mentioned oled because it's using a different power delivery as well and they're just trying to speculate a bit so that's the oled parts not confirmed and asherite the 4k parts not confirmed either but there's a there's a chip that's they found it's real tech and it deals with 4k media so, like, upscaling and stuff like that. And they're not sure where the chip is located. So, it could be in the dock. It could be on the board. So, we could be dealing with an upgraded dock, as an example. Like, speculated way back when, where it's like, oh, Nintendo might, you know, do something with the dock so that the video will be upscaled for your TV. Because, I mean, a lot of people have 4K sets now. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, really, especially now with the, the PS5 right. and the Series X right. and all these others. You know, they're coming out now. Um, and they're pushing 4K. And TVs now are for 4k are just a lot easier to attain they might not be the highest quality tv but you can go get one for like like 200 some odd dollars now um less than the system for most times um so it seems like the big takeaways though is that the display is different in some way uh the chip at least when they when they had called the chip or like put a command in to see what the chip was was mariko when it came back but there's also the possibility that what was found here in the firmware because they mentioned it's been been about a year and a half could have been like almost a a prototype or something being worked on in r&d because they may be cobbling parts together to try to emulate basically something they're shooting for so if nvidia for example is making a chip custom from the ground up for this just as an example it's still compatible with you know the games now i don't think they're gonna all of a sudden break away and give us the next gen switch in 2021 um they might not have it available to them now but they can play around with the mariko chip and have this other chip next to it to help and kind of replicate what they're aiming for so it's possible what they found is just something that they're working in r&d but it does sound like some switch revision of some kind is coming later this year. It's kind of been an open secret now for how long, but go ahead, Steve. Right. I was going to say, I definitely wonder how, what approach Nintendo is going to take to an upgraded switch technologically. Like 4k is one of the most interesting claims that I hear about an upgraded switch. One, I mean, I don't think there's a chance in hell that a 4k switch achieves that resolution in handheld mode, uh, which I think lends credence to the idea that whatever is, helping it hit those high resolutions is built into the dock because you wouldn't need it any other time. Um, And I have to imagine, because NVIDIA is the one involved with this, that uh, if we do get some form of 4K content on the Switch, it comes via DLSS. You know, basically like very advanced machine learning powered upscaling rather than native rendering. Because, I mean, 
look at that PS5. <laughs> that thing is is about 18 switches in in uh, weight. But uh, I, and you know again, native 4K has a much larger power draw, has a much larger thermal. You know, ha- increases the thermal envelope of the Switch to an untenable degree. Um, so I could definitely see Nintendo, you know, if they go this route, if 4k is a real thing on the next switch, it has to be like powered via, uh, some, some form of, I don't want to say trickery, but, but clever, clever engineering, uh, not just your straightforward grunt horsepower type of move. Um, that being said, you know, this has to be, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire there. This comes from the switch firmware. So it's not like, it's not like it's a rumor. It's not like it's, you know, but again, I agree with spawn that. We're talking about hardware that is probably like an R&D experiment more than indicative of what you're going to see on store shelves in the near future or in the far-flung future, for that matter. Because um, I, I can't imagine a Mariko chip inside of an upgraded Switch. I mean, that's what's in, in the ones we have now, the uh, that does battery seem life model. So yeah. pushing that yeah. to give you better graphics just doesn't seem feasible because the increased overhead or the increased power just couldn't get you those kinds of gains really Mm -hmm. i am not a hardware guy i've never been a hardware guy i hear a lot of (laughs) these terms and i'm like i have no idea what the heck you're talking about but as uh in the chat pointed out uh ola is portuguese for class or lesson so hearing you guys talk about this is it possible this is just sort of testing for the possibility of a switch pro where these are trying these things out to see how they kind of work and whether or not they like okay we we this kind of works we can focus on this aspect and this sort of works now this doesn't we'll cut this out and try this that sort of idea is that possible is that a thing or am i (laughs) off base no, I, th- I think I think I think you're I think you're on something there because a lot of the, these systems, when you see the dev kits, sometimes they're just PCs, and we never see what they look like outside of hearing mm. descriptions of them. Uh, sometimes, sometimes we do. I think with the, it might have been the original Xbox. It was just a PC. They literally just loaded parts yep. into a PC chassis and just sent them out, and they were like, "All right, you test on this." So there's a good chance that like this Ala switch we're hearing about. It, it honestly might be this really big tablet looking thing or something and they're just testing games because there's a story a little while ago from it was the new york times they mentioned that there was word that in the background nintendo was telling developers hey just yep. prepare your games right. for 4k going forward now that could be okay if you're starting a development cycle it's gonna be three years look in three years the next switch will be out so you might want to get ready for that but it could also be like updates to existing games um, that maybe Platinum would help work, like Astral mm-hmm. Chain as an example. Maybe they're like, hey, put it, get a profile ready because we're going to do 4K upscaling. You want to make sure the text doesn't look grainy or something. Right. You know, Just make sure it's scaled to 4K because um, you'll see that in tricks. Like Xenoblade does it a lot where Xenoblade might be 360p, but the text is still 720 or 1080p, so you right. can read it. So I, I think you're right, though, Derek, with that. I think it's very possible that Allah being... Uh, meaning class or classroom could legitimately just be them t- testing different things with it. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, but and, it's coming. Yeah. And regardless. Steve, I, yeah. And yeah, oh, yeah. I, I think by the end of this year, by holiday, I think we'll be all probably playing on a mm-hmm. new switch um, who wanted to get it. Uh, but I, I think Steve's also on with uh, DLSS as well. I think they'll have to figure out a way to fit tensor cores onto the Tegra, but they've apparently already started doing that with some of their, chips in these Jetson boards so I, I think that's something that we might see is them 
legitimately strapping tensor cores to some Tegra that they came up with that's still compatible with the current games. I don't think they're going to all of a sudden just start developing games for this Switch, like, right away, because they have, like, 75 million Switch systems now that they would leave behind. Yeah, I I don't think they want to splinter their market like that. Exactly. I don't see them, you know, saying, like, oh, hey, these games run only on the Super Switch or whatever they're going to call it. Um, I definitely see them highlighting performance gains in original games on this thing. Like, everybody knows Breath of the Wild chugs in certain areas. If Nintendo, like, Nintendo would have my money if they showed me somebody walk into the Sacred Forest, you know, pull the Master Sword at 60 FPS. I'd be like, yep, all right, cool, sold. (laughs) Here's, what if they had, what if they had Breath of the Wild 2 ready to go next to it? And then they showed... They showed a big trailer for Metroid Prime 4 taking advantage of technology. Well, in that case, I'm smashing the glass case at the store and leaving the money where the Switch was. Yeah. I'm I not mean, taking the time. <laughs> I just hope, I hope like a name like the Super Switch is is not the worst we can hope for, because I swear to God, if they call it the new Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch, I'm going to throw oh, something. Man. I you know what, though? I'll be honest. Naming schema. I am I am hoping that we get Super Switch and that they call it the Super Nintendo Switch. Like I just want that those uh-huh. SNES vibes from this thing. Oh, nice. They they might just they might just go with the most basic marketing and just call it the Switch 4 Yeah, that's good. true yeah. too. Just it's, the most basic yeah, marketing. That way they plus. know. Yeah. <laughs> give know me exactly give me just the into. Switch box with that ugly like gold 4K UHD badge they put on TVs. Oh god. oh god! I don't care. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Romsky one one three says the switch. Oh god! Imagine they, <laughs> if they brought the Wii, the Wii branding back. What's What's really What's really interesting is we could be seeing this switch revision coming up. That could be a four K system, but like DLSS will work up to eight K even. So we could go through the next couple of years with this revision. That's a four K switch, and honestly, Nintendo's next gen system could end up being an eight K system. As weird as that yeah, sounds, it's possible that sounds because wild. ostensibly, you know. Switch is a handheld system, and Nintendo is known for uh, many, many revisions on their handhelds. So this just lines mm-hmm. up with it. This is yep. this might be our 3DS Lite <laughs> or DS yeah. Lite or yeah. whatever. You want yeah, yeah. And there are so many games that I'd and they'll love probably go to just revisit with with improved performance. Like you were saying, Steve, Breath of the Wild by itself, I would love to revisit uh, Age of Calamity. I mean, Age of Calamity, I, I'd be happy to play mm-hmm. through. You know, is, yeah, is Urbosa, especially just. <laughs> Let things fry with all these lightning attacks with Urbosa and just let it all happen and not almost break the game. No, um, the one yeah. thing we're we're not talking about though, I I really would love an OLED screen on the Switch. I mean, handheld Same. mode is good, but man, if you had like a really high end, high quality screen and Ash, you know what I'm talking about. You just bought an OLED TV mm-hmm. yourself. Absolutely, um, man. The black levels on on an OLED screen in handheld mode would be amazing. I would take 720p on an OLED and feel fine. <laughs> Same. My my only concern with the the OLED in the handheld is uh it's a lot of times it's it's harder to use That's that outside hmm. because like it's not as bright. I almost thought beca- because of that they could go with something like mini LED that might work for them if they're looking to upgrade. I like the idea of OLED because like the Vita 1000 yep, looks amazing say. when yeah. you're using it in in the right game. You know, it looks great, but mini LED is something else. They they might be able to get that one even cheaper, like mini LED. But so many phones have OLED now. It it wouldn't shock me necessarily. It it sounds like a super high end feature, and technically it is, but it's not like completely out of reach. I think like people are, are yeah, yeah it to be. absolutely. Yeah. And I I'm excited to see just whatever the handheld tech in this thing is. 
And the original <laughs> Vita, the, the, the Vita of 1000 model, has aged like fine wine. That thing is still so beautiful just to behold. It still looks high yep. tech, it doesn't really it? It really just looks amazing yeah. all these years later. And so, yeah, to have something like that on the Switch would be incredibly exciting. And I'll take reduced visibility outdoors, you know, for that. I'm willing to make yeah. that sacrifice. I'll be honest. I don't really use my I don't really use my switch outside yeah. that much anyway, yeah. so I'd be fine with OLED. Yeah. But <laughs> when when you said that, I was yeah. like, "Are we the dude from the original Switch trailer playing Breath of the Wild in the park?" Like I, I've <laughs> never played it outside. Yeah, it's always like my wife wants the TV, and I'm just like, "All right, fine, I'll play on the small screen for a while." Nice. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. Toss that up here. So, uh, we finally have details on the English release of the Ask a Water book, and that is actually coming out on April 13th, so not too much, too much longer. It's uh, coming out from Viz Media, of course, and it's going to be uh, 176 pages long and cost $23. It's up for pre-order now, I believe, as well. So, yeah, the Ask a Water book is on its way. And it's a it's a hardcover too, so cool. I'm getting this. Yeah. Yes, please. Same. Already Thank pre-ordered. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yep. Immediately, there are some really cool. Like we, the only time we'd really get any kind of real excerpts out of this is when, like IGN or Nintendo Everything or something would translate mm-hmm. it and then post it. And a lot of times it was super yep. interesting stuff. So to think about getting the entire book in a hardcover, like yeah, was, I'm really happy they did hardcover, and it's not even like crazy expensive for no. like a hardcover book like this. I think it was like on sale for yeah. twenty bucks. I think mm-hmm. is what they have it. So like that's not bad. I, I think um, that's out in April. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to go through it. It's uh, 176 pages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is uh, one of those rare books where it sounds like a lot for me, but I will read this thing cover to cover because. Uh, Satoru Iwata was just so incredibly interesting and singular in the world of games, especially when you talk about the fact that he was, you know, an executive, the top executive at at the world's most well-known gaming company. And he's just, I mean, you know, he's fixing bugs in Smash. He's just, you know, he's writing new compression algorithms for Pokemon. The dude is just a legend. (laughs) Saving Pokemon, making the best part of Pokemon gold and silver with that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just incredible what he managed to accomplish in his unfortunately short lifetime. Um, and I I literally idolized the man. Like, I could not... Uh, I, I could not in good conscience not buy this book. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what I'm really hopeful for, because I know a couple times uh, during his tenure at Nintendo, they did live Iwata Asks segments at, like, various Jap- Japanese trade shows. And I hope that those are included in this book. I have no idea if they are or are not. I'm buying it anyway. I just hope those more obscure Iwata asks are available in there. Yeah. They just describe it as, like, developer interviews uh, and recollections from uh, different developers. And, like, Miyamoto's in there, apparently, with a lot of different memories. And uh, that should be really cool. I don't know. I'm interested to see what's in there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm so glad this was that this is being localized. Um, I, I hope it's localized into. I think actually this is in the chat. Um, yeah, uh, Guillaume Monet. So I hope it also gets translated in other languages. But I'm already happy with English. Yeah, I mean, you know, Iwata is somebody. I mean, no matter where you are in the world, he, he was such a brilliant, wonderful man, and his you know his words and his uh, you know his memories deserve to be digested by anybody who wants to to be able to do that and uh oh it could really inspire some new developers 
Exactly. Yeah. And like you guys have all said, I you know I had just so much had and have so much immense respect for the man. I mean, to say nothing of all of his technical accomplishments, <clears throat> any manager who takes a pay cut uh, to avoid having to lay off employees when the, you know the company's on falling on hard times, you that's it. Like yeah, and that's on top of all the incredible technical accomplishments he achieved. But like that to me, full stop. That is like the true mark of a of, of a great great person. And uh, yeah, he he's he's absolutely one of my heroes. And I can't wait to read this book cover to cover, like you said, Steve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, man, I, <laughs> I I need to go out and pre order that as soon as we're done recording tonight because that is uh, yeah. high on my list. Yeah, I, I f- forgot to do that, but I, I do need to like I think that would be really interesting to discuss in some way i'd I'd like to say this would be our first book related discussion but i i have a video planned about a book (laughs) that is gonna surprise a lot of people and and probably uh disappoint me a lot along the way but (laughs) we'll we'll talk more about my i I think i know what you're talking about oh yeah yeah, that'll be that'll be something Uh, (laughs) i mean you know oh go ahead ahead. oh no please please Um, finish your thought i have something unrelated Gotcha. I was just going to say, Griff put it puts it here, and in the chat puts it into perfect uh, focus. I cried when he died. A CEO of a multinational company. Yeah, so did I. By the way, and I mean, who? Who? What other? Yeah, I mean, people don't typically care about you know suits, executives, CEOs. I, yeah, I mean, I had to that report on right that there. news, and I had no idea how to do it. Like, yeah. what tone do I strike? What do I say? Like, because you know. I didn't know what I was doing, so hopefully I did all right. But <laughs> that was a rough day. Yeah, that was a rough day. It, yeah. it, I watched that video uh, that you made, Derek, and I was like, "Man, I, I can't imagine how raw you were when you were recording that." Because you can hear the sadness in your voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it was it was definitely, it, and it was one of the harder ones for me to watch because, of course, when Iwata passed away, like I took in every piece of media surrounding that that I could, just because it was the only thing on my mind. Um, yeah, just an incredibly unfortunate loss for for gaming and for, for honestly anybody that that has ever played a game. Iwata, you know, was was a huge influence. So yeah. I, I'm really sad that he's no longer with us. I'm glad that at least you know this this bit of his legacy is we're we're able to have this. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our next bit of news. Oh, hold on. I have one thing. Oh, right, right, right. Like eight things is what I should say. Uh, (laughs) So, I mean, there's a lot of new people in the audience. So if you don't know, I like to shout out breaking news, which is when patrons join or upgrade during the show. And that's been happening at an unprecedented rate lately. Um, Oh, wow. But I wanted to call out uh, Charlie Bird editing their pledge from 10 up to 25, joining the executive producer tier. Thank you so much Thank wow. you. for your contribution. So uh, Octopuppet going from $5 up to 25, joining the EP tier as well. Uh, Brooke wow. editing their pledge from $5 up to $10. And that is to say nothing about the huge amount of brand new patrons that have been joining during the show. Um, I, I just want to say a quick thank you to you all. I know there's a lot of new people joining us we appreciate your support each and every one of you is super important to us and uh for those of you that joined new tiers welcome to the producer or the ep club we're glad to have you indeed thank you all so much for your support it really does i mean we've said it so many times but it does mean the world (laughs) to us and we'll say it as many times as we need to it we cannot be be thankful enough for your love and your support and i'm sorry i have to shout this out because it happened a couple days ago my good friend bj bovia 
who works at Viz, also joined the EP tier. They did it when we weren't even broadcasting, but I wanted to shout you oh, out. I nice. love you, man. I really appreciate that. And uh, I can't wait to talk about Dragon Ball with you soon. Whenever I get I wonder, to see I didn't the realize, you're working on. <laughs> I didn't realize your friend worked at Viz. I'm, I'm wondering, is a good friend of mine named Rob Pareda is also, he, he works at Viz. And I'm just wondering, BJ, if you uh, know that name or if you're aware of him, because he's a good buddy of mine. So if so, small world. Hmm. Yep. Uh, cool. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what else can I say? Yeah. yeah, I was like, let me just go hook up here, like meet after drink, up for drinks later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, either way, let's go ahead and jump back into the news and the next bit of news we have here. Uh, if we pop it up, there we go. King of Fighters 15 has been revealed. Of course, this is a little awkward to talk about with who recently bought a huge stake in SNK. Yeah. <laughs> but at least it's not the majority, I don't think, yet. I can't remember off, off right. the hand. But we got a reveal trailer, showed off the art style, a uh, bit of flashy elements, and I've never actually played any of the King of Fighters games myself. But, I don't know, I think it looks pretty good. Um, according to, uh, you know, basically, in a video message, uh, they said, as you saw in, just saw in the trailer, there were many flashy and bombastic action scenes. But can you tell us a little bit more about how the game will play? And the creative director responded, sure thing. We're focusing on keeping the series staple of being fast-paced while also adding elements to make it more exciting. That's pretty generic. <laughs> we're able to do things now for both sound and visuals that were impossible back when developing 14. So we're taking our time making sure each element is refined. Right now we're focusing on brushing up features and optimizing the game. Though expect some obstacles to get in our way. Uh, we're planning to have it ready to ship this year. And uh, as for other plans, they have another trailer coming out uh, that'll be ready, uh, I guess, they said next week, which means this week. Um, and they're actually also planning an animated promotional short directed by uh, Masami Obari. Whoa, <laughs> who, what? Yeah. Uh, Fatal Fury fans may own the best animating those awesome films in the 90s. That's right. I'm talking about the Masami Obari is how they put it. Uh, So I heard the King of Fighters of all Fatal Fury movies, anime movies, were actually some of the best fighting game movies out there. Oh, my God. They're ridiculous, but they're there. I hate the Fatal Fury movie. Oh, really? It's not because of the quality of the movie. It is because my brother watched it so many times that he memorized the entire movie top to bottom. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you guys have seen like the 90s dub of that movie, but and I can't remember oh, I who have. it is because I've tried to erase it from my memory. But one of the characters has a very specific way. They say Terry Bogard. It, it's something like <laughs> Terry Bogard, like every time. Oh. And my brother would just say it like into my ear so often <laughs> that it drove oh, me insane. Uh, that said, Masami Obari's a legend. And now I'm way more interested in KOF 15 than I was a minute ago. <laughs> well, and, and now that Terry is in Smash, it's, it's, we've got to turn it around and now have Xander Mobis be the uh, announcer in KOF 15. And oh, wow. uh, the, the, the collaboration will come full circle, right? Um go. No, uh, this looks pretty cool. I'm watching the trailer right now. Um, I'm not like a huge King of Fighters fan, but I like it. And I always thought 14, as a, as a casual fan, I always thought 14 just felt and looked very bland as a as like as a you know fully 3D entry in the series. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm still biased toward KOF 13 because of the beautiful sprite work in that game. Mm-hmm. Beautiful sprite work. Yeah, but you know, I know they got to go 3D. That's what that's uh, the the hot shit these days. I get it, but but KOF 15 does look a lot better, uh, in my opinion, than 14 did. It's it looks yeah. a lot flashier, colors pop more. It just looks more, just dynamic and exciting. 
And uh, so, yeah, I, I'm definitely keeping an eye on this one. I, I enjoy the KOF cast. I think it, it's a, you know, I'm, I'm a huge Street Fighter fan, but I, I also really like King of Fighters and just kind of the, the wacky character designs and just the overall vibe of the series. Are you a fan of uh, King of Fighters, uh, Spawn Wave? None of the new ones, <laughs> not really. I mean, I haven't played a single one of those games. Yeah. I'm just sort of like a cultural osmosis picked up one. Uh, at least the character designs and are familiar with it. Although it's interesting that Terry is not in this trailer. They got my, of course, right? But uh, no Terry, he'll be there. I mean, visually, visually it looks good, but I, I, I don't know. I kind of like the uh, like the Guilty Gear yeah, yeah, Guild, oh. compared to this. So maybe yeah, that's just that, me, that Guilty but, Gear game I mean, looking gorgeous. I guess it looks better. It looks, yeah, it looks, it looks all right. I guess King of Fighters, yeah, I, fifteen. I know, we'll I see more of it, I the guess. The Guilty Gear series is that perfect compromise between wanting gorgeous 2D sprite work and the realities of how much easier it is to just build 3D models. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that, yeah. you know, yeah, Guilty Gear looks like what I imagined fighting games would look like in 20 years when I was playing them in the 90s. <laughs> so I'm, I'm right there with you, Spawn. I, I really, really wish that more... Uh, large fighting games like big name fighting games would go more toward that aesthetic than than the or dragon yeah. ball z fighters yeah. there you go you got it in the chat right yeah. there i, I, I wish they ditched the pseudo realism we're starting to get in fighting games <laughs> uh in the audience gotta bring in the people for like the mortal Kombat <laughs> scans oh, right. <laughs> do that again perfect uh in the audience we have uh, a, a number a name i haven't seen number one shark tale fan hi i've been watching since the start glad i can support you guys I love that name, and thank you so much for being here. I yeah, love that, that name. Is, uh, and also, quite the thing to be a fan of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, Summoner's Faith, good vibes all around. Well, thank you very much for joining us, and also, shout-outs to you for your name, because I am also a huge Final Fantasy X fan. So, awesome nice. name there. There you go. Um, but yeah, uh, no, I, I saw somebody asking if there were any platforms announced, and no, not yet. But we, again, we are getting a trailer, so maybe we'll get more some more details and uh, see what actually comes of it. But, yeah, 15 of these games, 14 of these games, I've not played a single one, so whoops. <laughs> <laughs> um, but our next story, if we once we pop this back, uh, bad boy up, uh, is something we're all interested in. Yeah. As oh, yes. Limited Run Games have announced a physical version of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, which, uh, yeah, I think we're all going to be attempting to get because I think... You know, the fact that it was digital only for so long and it left is like, okay, we want to have this piece of gaming history. And there's a lot of really cool, fun extras. There's a classic edition that features uh, Deluxe Clamshell Retro Box, the CD soundtrack, a folded overworld map, a sticker, and a sticker sheet. And then the KO edition features everything from that, plus um, uh, some some more extra goodies and an authentic hard shell roadie case. Uh, box with a pop-up scene with working lights and Anamanaguchi uh, music. So nice. it actually has a stage of the, uh, what are they, what are they called? The um, Sex Bob-Bombs. Uh-huh. Uh, that is awesome. Uh, on stage, yeah, on stage playing with Anamanaguchi music, music coming out of it. That is uh, insane. <laughs> That's so great. And I mean, and of course I have to mention the, maybe the coolest part of all this, even after all that, Brian Lee O'Malley's Sonic Adventure tribute box art. Like, <laughs> yep. Scott looks so dumb and goofy and in that weird Sonic pose. You know, that was always a, already a weird pose, right? Even when yeah. Sonic was making it, it was already a weird pose. But to see Scott taking the same pose is just, uh, it warms my heart. And I just, you know, it's, <laughs> it is emblematic of everything that Scott Pilgrim is in terms of gaming nostalgia and, uh, and just, 
the the sheer love for gaming that Scott Pilgrim embodies. I I, I love this so much. I like the I like the deluxe plastic clamshell. It kind of looks like a Genesis. A little does. bit. Yeah. And you got Ramona on there yeah, instead, like which is cool. You got both Scott and Ramona, oh. and you know, doing. I, I, is Ramona copying Amy Rose's pose? I, I actually I forgot to look that up. I don't think so. It was done by a different artist than Brian Lee O'Malley was oh, okay. said. So I don't think it's doing that exact reference. Oh, okay. I think I'm gonna get the. I think I'm gonna get the the classic edition one. The um, the one that has that case, like right in the middle there at 55. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I'm gonna go with. The one with the case, it looks really cool. The pop up, like the pop up one, but that's like that's one I wouldn't want to open. Yeah, exactly. I want to leave it sealed. I'd I'd feel really bad yeah. about opening that. So, uh, yeah. That's I mean, tough. even the even the standard box art mm-hmm. is just awesome. Like the one with the, with the you know Scott with his fists clenched and all the evil mm-hmm. X's you know up above. I mean, it's just I even that one's super cool. I, I'm like a big Scott Pilgrim fan. I'm totally geeking out about this. Yeah, I. I, I uh, look, I'll be the first great. to admit I'm not super familiar with Scott Pilgrim, like the comic book property. I've seen Read the Michael Sarah movie, and oh, I've wow. played the game multiple times, and I really like it. But yeah, I I do need to find time. Which is funny because the game has a lot of references to the comic itself more than the movie. Yeah, like the movie's great, and you should yeah. watch that for sure. But like the books are just a whole nother experience. Like it's, it's such a good story. And then the movie does its best to fit that whole story into, you know, an hour and a half or so, but it doesn't quite land the same way, but it's still worth watching for the visual effects alone. Nice. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to read the book. I, I liked the movie. I, I love the game. Oh, you saw the movie. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen the Michael Sarah movie. I just haven't read okay, the, cool. the source material. So I need to get gotcha. through that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I would probably just pick up like the standard edition. I mean, I just want to yeah, have same. it because I was one of those people that bought it um, on PS3, I think, yep. and then just mm-hmm. couldn't get it's it still anymore. Still on my and PS3. I was like, Damn! I like I remember telling my brother, I was like, "Yeah, we should play that again." And I had gotten rid of my PS3, and I was like, "Maybe I'll just go pick up like a used oh, one no. or whatever." And just lo and behold, I you know I was out of luck. <laughs> so yeah. If I remember right, the DLC, you needed to get the DLC, I think, to access the online yes. multiplayer, if I'm not yep. mistaken with that. That was a weird mm-hmm. situation at the time. Uh, and then if you didn't get the DLC, obviously you couldn't get it after it got delisted. So, like, uh, there, this whole, it was a whole mess of a situation. But I'm glad that they're bringing it back and, like, rectifying that whole thing. Yeah. And they did they did it right. Everything looks really good with all three of these editions. So I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, with that. I cannot no. wait to play this again. Um yeah, I'm really excited. I'm gonna play it real soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, week. my only my only concern is my uh, my my recent experience with limited run is that it takes them a while to get you the game. That's, that's the, the thing. only thing I've yeah. run into. Yeah. But so I'm gonna buy it digitally when it comes out on the 14th, and then I'll just get the phys- order the physical copy, and it'll be a really cool delivery in 2020. <laughs> um, DJ Bass says, for what it's worth, Death Battle did pit Ramona versus Amy once. I did not know that, and I've watched plenty of Death Battles, so wow. I haven't watched them in a while. The, uh, the bit of knowledge there. I need to watch that. And also, Griff says, we need a, we need a Scott the Wads versus the world, and yes, I completely agree. Let's make let's to have oh, a man. follow-up made just, just for that. Scott Wilgram. <laughs> Scott, nice. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, all right. Let's go ahead and jump jump over to our next topic. And this is a little bit of good news for a certain franchise because I saw this. I was like, well, we got to talk about this because I didn't expect it. So Pikmin 3 Deluxe is the fastest selling of the franchise in Japan. And it's actually soon to be the best selling of the franchise in Japan. Of course, you know, 
that, that's you know has that little bit of asterisk there. But hey, at least it's doing well. According to this, um, it is uh, it has sold. Um, let me see here. It has sold uh, 499,000 units uh, in Japan. Uh, Pikmin 2 sold roughly 480,000, while the original did over 500. 500. Um, And again, that's just physical numbers for those. So, yeah, Pikmin 3 right on track, if not better than the other ones. Not by a huge margin, but enough to be like, okay, that's nice. That's, That's healthy, and maybe Nintendo will finally give us Pikmin 4, maybe. Possibly. <laughs> it's so weird that they haven't. Like, it, it is so weird that it has yeah. been so long, and Pikmin remains really, you know, widely loved by, you know, the Nintendo community, and yet just Pikmin 4 is not here. It's not on the table. I know there have been stories here and there that, that it's been maybe caught in some form of development hell that Miyamoto had, was working on it, I think, quite a while ago, or at least mm-hmm. that was the rumor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, don't know what happened to it. Pikmin isn't my thing as much personally, so I don't have too much to say about it, but... I'm glad that Pikmin 3 Deluxe seems to have appealed to the fans so much, and hopefully this does open the door for uh, Pikmin 4. So in about two and a half weeks, Nintendo will have information come out about their sales ending December. So they'll probably give us like a hard number on Pikmin 3 Deluxe mm-hmm. overall. But I, it seems like it's just it, it's just part of the Switch effect. Just games Nintendo releases on the Switch, even if they released them last gen, just do well because a lot of people didn't buy the Wii U and now they have a Switch right. so why not they buy they buy the, which is good because that means a lot of franchises that maybe got swept up a little bit last gen get like a whole new shot this gen and hey that also means that maybe Metroid has a chance finally Let's hope, at yeah. doing something so like seeing seeing Pikmin 3 get get these kind of sales is is very hopeful for some of these games yeah. coming up and uh, I I do wonder about Pikmin 4 though because we heard it was rebooted a couple times and it's been a really strange story about its development. I I almost feel like they're overthinking Pikmin mm-hmm. 4 to where they feel like they have to have some like like Miyamoto or right. it has to feel like it has to be some wild concept yep. to be like it, you know just so different. And I feel like if they just they're overthinking it a bit and if they just you know brought out another Pikmin game, people would just be really happy yeah. to have another Pikmin game. Yeah, we actually I, talked about that. Oh, go ahead, Steve. Oh no! I was I was gonna say um, <laughs> I have I have a funny anecdote about Pikmin Four, um, which how many times can you say that right? Uh, my <laughs> friend Ben Bertoli, he's he's an author. He got his first weekend gig running Kotaku. Like they were like, "Hey man, we're just gonna trust you. You're unproven, but whatever." And that was like when that Miyamoto statement about Pikmin Four came out, and he had no clue what to do. They were like, "Look, you got to run everything you write through an editor at Kotaku, you know?" Because again, <laughs> he was like probationary, and uh-huh. he was like, "Guys, they just announced Pikmin Four. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do?" And he was struggling to put together a story about it. And they were like, "You have to run it through." An-. And I think he like just put it up, and they got real mad Ooh, at him. I and bet. then they, Ooh. and then you know, they realized like, "Oh no, he he was actually right. Miyamoto did say Pikmin Four." But there was like right. a huge, like he was in hot water for a, for a minute with them. Oh, um, boy. But I want to say, I think at that time, because that was years ago now, um, I bet that that was, uh, what was the 3DS game? Hey, Pikmin? Yeah. I you truly believe hey, that Pikmin? when Miyamoto was making those Pikmin 4 statements that long ago that he was talking about, hey, Pikmin. I could be. Right. I don't think he ever clarified if that's what he meant. And if that is what he meant shame on you (laughs) (laughs) i hope you learned your lesson yeah Um, Uh, according to rob r man x uh mimoto said that hey pikmin was not pikmin 4 so well 
then that is, is that? even more confusing because yeah, it feels like at this point we should know something about Pikmin right? 4. I agree with Spawn that if that's the case, then they have to just be really deeply overthinking or over engineering Pikmin 4. Like, because if you just yeah. give us a logical sequel, I would be fine with that. I think the Pikmin yeah. games are charming as hell. I would, I would play another Introduce one in a heartbeat. Introduce a few new Pikmins, have some new puzzles, and boom, there you go. Well, and yeah. we, we kind of talked about that same Miyamoto anecdote a few episodes ago when talking about F-Zero and how, you know, Miyamoto suggested once that, you know, they didn't want to bring out a new F-Zero until they had some sort of gimmick, some sort of, you know, wild uh, betrayal of expectations that they could anchor to the game. And when most, if not all, F-Zero fans are just like, we don't care. Just give us F-Zero. <laughs> we just want eight high def, you know, 60 FPS F-Zero, like, we don't care. We don't need any gimmicks. Don't need any anything. New, whatever. It's just give us F zero. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the same thing that's maybe happening here, as you guys said. Just don't oh, overthink gonna, it. They're gonna Star Fox Adventures. <laughs> oh, <series>. No. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, it's yeah. Gonna happen. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. And Lucasfilm's, Lucasfilm Games is going to be the official name for all titles coming from, what else, Lucasfilm, which speaks more to the fact that uh, it doesn't look like EA is going to have the exclusive Star Wars license anymore. Uh, so there, uh, it's now Lucasfilm Games for all gaming titles from Lucasfilm, um, and they have a sizzle, they put out a sizzle reel for what they're planning. And, yeah, it's just more from that. And I guess they're just going to be sort of... It's being speculated they're just going to be shopping out ideas for Star Wars or, I guess, I guess Indiana Jones, if they're doing Lucasfilm, uh, to do more games based off it. So... Right. I'm sure this makes some people happy. Also, it would make people really happy if they brought back their adventure games from LucasArts, but... Yes. We'll see. You know, you know what makes me a little upset about this news? Uh, Star Wars 1313 looked dope. <laughs> and it oh, died uh, uh, and so that they could like diversify or whatever it is they ended up doing. And now Lucasfilm is kind of back? I, I, I don't I know. Guess. Star Wars 1313 looked cool. It could have survived if they had just not done what they did. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so I'm confused. How far are they taking this exactly because they're still showing games from ea and everything in it yeah they haven't not really, really sure what they're doing said. exactly here is this a new studio or is this just a, a name that they're going to use to license think out the, to other studios because hmm, i know aspire's been doing a lot of like remaster or, like remakes for them i guess i guess it'd be called remasters like pod racer and jedi academy and jedi outcast are they just going to go back and say hey do you want to take this old property and bring it up? Or are they going to say, hey, you want to make a whole new Star Wars game? We just got to look over it for merchandising purposes and all of this to make sure you're not doing some weird stuff with Darth Vader mm-hmm. or something. Like, is that... I guess that's what it is, because it's, it's interesting. Because I thought EA was... I thought it was just EA. Like, I, if I you want new games, you got to go to EA. I think their but, contract was hmm. only for 10 years, and that's about to run out. Which really makes hmm. you think about how few games they put out under Star Wars under EA. Yeah, That's... yep, yep. Because it sounds like Respawn's working on another Fallen Order. Which is order. good, because I've seen a lot of so... love for that in the chat. I, I, I have it, I've not played it. Oh, it's amazing. I, I, I love Fallen Order. It's one of my favorite games oh, really? this year. Nice. Uh, I, I think 
yeah, I think I think everyone should be. Well, now we're in twenty year before that. I think everyone should be playing it though. It is very good. It's kind of like like faux Dark Souls yeah. <laughs> Star Wars, but it it's very good. I really enjoyed it. I thought the original story was was good for a video game, and then the ending was pretty fun. I did so, a uh, um, discussion about it with kind of funny about, about uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and I'm I'm like a casual Star Wars fan. I enjoyed what I played of the game. I didn't play the whole thing, but the thing you got to tell me, man, does Cal ever get any more interesting? I couldn't. He was such a nothing character to me, and I just could not care yeah. about him. I think I think towards the end they 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 do some things towards the ending to try to get you more interested okay. a bit because they tie some of the universe together with a certain character. But uh, it yeah, I would say it gets a bit more interesting towards okay. the end when they start doing what they didn't like the Mandalorian and stuff recently, and they they bring in familiar characters. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so because I, I enjoyed the game um, otherwise. I. I I just like the gameplay of it and like the quality of the game outside of the bugs that I think got worked out for I the most part. I think they have. Good. Yeah, I mean, when I saw Fallen Order, I was just like, oh, is it a new, I guess a Dark Souls variation of um, uh, Force Unleashed? Because I played, I played the Force Unleashed games yes. and I actually enjoyed the, well, I enjoyed the story of the first game. Really, just only enjoyed the first game. The yeah. second game was, oof, <laughs> not, not good. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I, I found Starkiller to be at least interesting, and uh, Sam, I think it was Sam Witwer who did the stuff for that. He went on to do a lot of Star Wars stuff within Clone Wars and whatnot, and I don't really hear the same sort of love for Cal. I think people were just confused that there there was no microtransactions, that it wasn't online only or anything, because the entire time they were asked that they went to like the star Wars like convention and they had to answer on stage that there was no microtransactions yeah. and they never put anything in. They, they actually added wow. free DLC. You know, so after, it was very after weird watching that sizzle trailer, <laughs> which I admittedly did not get to watch before the show. I, I kind of am of the feeling that this is just like a umbrella name for all star Wars games, regardless of who publishes them. I don't think this is like yeah. a studio or a publisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just mm-hmm. kind of a marketing thing because yeah, it's, a name that flashes exactly because right, you're not you, you're starts. not going to publish a trailer that includes not just games published by EA but the EA logo in it unless unless you're going to mm-hmm. keep that partnership going. So I, I think it's just new window dressing on the same stuff we've been seeing. Yeah, mm. just preparing for a, maybe a future without exclusive EA yeah, games. I, I could see that because yeah. I mean they showed Fortnite in there, so yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, so that's I it seemed weird that they wanted to tie Star Wars to one one company with EA. There's just a lot of potential to go elsewhere with it as well. Mm-hmm. So, but Disney just said they weren't interested in uh in in going to a bunch of different. They didn't want to develop any games, but I, I feel like you could take your properties and just license them out without too yep. much issue. So maybe they're going to do that. Yeah, That'd be cool. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, we'll see what uh you know, be interesting before we move on is if we see uh, one of the big, the big three approach was... Disney and see if they want to do a, an exclusive Star Wars game like a Sony, Ooh. Microsoft, or a Nintendo. Like I think if my, I think Microsoft would do mm. really well bankrolling a Star Wars game for oh, Xbox so. or Game Pass. Oh man, service. if you got a brand new Star Wars game like a AAA Star Wars game on Game Pass, that would be massive for Microsoft, mm-hmm. and they need something yeah. right now. Um, I think Sony is very clearly winning the battle in terms of hype. You know. For in the next gen or the early, Be, well, if you think about what uh, Microsoft has right now with some of their studios they picked up, they could very well do like a Kotor three. Yep. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that would so, be so cool. That would be interesting. <laughs> I, was, I, I would love that. I was 
trying to remember what I was of the point I was going to make, but Jared Ettinger kind of reminded me because of Steve bringing up Star Wars. What was it, thirteen thirteen? Yep. That reviving something like that is a very good idea, especially with how popular Mandalorian is right now. Yeah, a bounty hunting game would the definitely Mandalorian do well. Watch is like a video game. Yeah, <laughs> like I've heard that. Yeah, I've only it. seen yeah. the first three episodes, but yeah, it's oh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> That would be. I can't believe no one's. I can't believe they haven't done it yet. Yeah. They, maybe they will. Maybe they will do a Mandalorian video game. I could see it. I could totally see it. Yep. But uh, all right, let's go ahead and move on to our final topic for the evening. <gasps> oh, I saw Rogue Squadron. In the oh, a new Rogue Squadron. <laughs> let's get a new Rogue Squadron Ooh. on the Switch. That would, that would be, be cool. All right. Last one is Square Enix has trademarked Ever Crisis, the first soldier, and the Shinra logo in in Japan, which has led to quite a bit of speculation. Um, because you hear Crisis, you think of Before Crisis, you think of Crisis Core, uh, you hear First Soldier, you think of Sephiroth, and of course you got Shinra, and it seems like something's going on with the Final Fantasy VII licensed beyond remake. Uh, when I first saw this news, my first thought was, oh, they're making a mobile title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it, mobile does seem very possible. Uh, what I would like at least Ever Crisis to be, you know, I don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't finished FF7 Remake, but things go in a certain direction at the end of that game that, that mm. runs counter to your expectations if you've played uh, <laughs> the original FF7. And so I just like the idea of... of Ever Crisis being a new take on Before Crisis, kind of giving us a new version of events um, that we kind of or see you know actually letting us play of. Before Crisis. <laughs> that too, that, yeah, right. Um, so I don't think that's what this is. It probably is something like mobile or not nearly as cool as I'm hoping it is. But I'm I, I was so into what they did with the ending of Seven Remake, and I just I want more. I want more of this remake story and remake universe. And so I would love for that to be an alternate take on before crisis or at least ever crisis but who you know who the hell knows right mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's a, smart, it's a smart thing to do right to start trademarking everything and start coming up with merchandise and new games and build this into an entire universe because i mean final seven is that popular you could yeah. do it you know you could you could make you could make eight video games out yeah. of this oh, if you want would. to if, um, yeah, knowing square they will uh well, Yes, yeah, I'm I'm with you guys though. <laughs> they got they got three out of thirteen, yeah. so yeah. I'm I'm with you guys in that I think that you know, I want this to be something that further explores the remake universe and I'm not entirely convinced it won't be, but uh I think that it'll probably end up being some mobile game I have zero interest in. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> right. it'll it'll yeah. be ultimately deflating, but it'll be one of those things like uh it's presented in the worst possible way, but contains some interesting lore that you probably want to know. Oh, and so I'll Kingdom end up Hearts watching someone play it on, on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, Kingdom yeah. Hearts on mobile. Real quick, uh, I was going to mention this, and then Juan brought it up as well. Uh, something I didn't realize until today was somebody else mentioning this. Um, so the Ever Crisis thing is actually interesting because every Final Fantasy VII spinoff thing has been a has a blank c word as a name. So you got Advent Children before Crisis. Crisis Core, Dirge of Cerberus. So you got oh. AC, DC, BC, DC, CC, DC. Right. And now with Ever Crisis, we got EC. Mm. So, Interesting. Yeah. I remember that used to be a thing, but I completely did not make that connection here. So without without spoiling the end of Final Fantasy VII Remake, do you think this could actually be 
like a, okay. a crisis core how, how remake, word is, 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 for lack of a better term. Could we get two games? Or could we get two games after what happens with Final Fantasy VII remake? Follow in different paths. I, I guess mean, is the best way I to say it. Maybe. I think maybe, they'll be wildly yeah. different in terms of how they're presented, but yeah, I think we could. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Because you can almost look at Ever Crisis like sort of a, almost a, a different type of sequel, almost Ever Crisis after Crisis Core. Mm. Mm. That's true, too. I, and somebody mentioned, like, if Ever Crisis did a, uh, like, before Crisis was about the Turks, let's redo that idea and let you play as Reno Rude saying, yeah. introduce right. Elena. Can they just bring Crisis Core up yes, to like all the platforms please. now? Can, really can they just do that? Would. We need <laughs> a Crisis cool Core remake or just even a port. Mm-hmm. How have they not? I don't know how they it's haven't done that yet. Gacked. That's weird. It's just on the PSP. I think it's gacked. Yeah, yeah. You have that licensing uh, with gacked. Yeah. It's why I don't just think there is there. Is that not doable? Can we not just replace gacked? I, Who knows what the what the ins and outs of their contract yeah, are? Right. Fair. I mean, I have it did seem game. for a while like they were planning on you know revisiting gacked with a potential you know what Final Fantasy seven two like it seemed like they were setting up Genesis to be the big new villain in a potential FF7 sequel, but that never materialized. So, you know, maybe mm-hmm. they're still, you know, bound to use Gax likeness if they ever want to use the Genesis character. Who knows? Well, they replaced... I mean, we've had Spider-Man replaced, so can we have, like, yeah. Yeah. this replaced? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Genesis no, that, that, also that was kind of just good. a wet fart of a character in general. I mean, it... I I, mm-hmm. I liked I I enjoyed Genesis for the ridiculous Square Enixisms that he you know embodied. He is he's very much a Square Enix villain, but not a good one uh, mm-hmm. necessarily. But you know it, he was fun to watch just because it was easy to kind of laugh at him. Just like you are, you're so goofy, man. Come on, I'm <laughs> supposed to take you seriously. Come no, next I... to Sephiroth and Angeal and Zach. Come on, I. <laughs> I uh, did, I have seen people like, especially with the first soldier trademark. Of course, everybody thinks of Sephiroth, and a game where you play a Sephiroth, that would be something. That'd be, be pretty cool. good. That'd be kind cool. of built yeah. off of him being in Smash and all that. Probably not intentional, but still, that's how, how do you how do you tackle that though? Because Sephiroth's supposed to just feel more powerful than everyone, right? Like, how do you make a character that's basically like Superman in that universe? I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good, good question. question. Like, you just basically just roll around with like this twenty foot sword and just take everything out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you uh, play as another know, character be, with Sephiroth, and then whenever you like power up a meter, all of a sudden you take over as Sephiroth, so you could just lay waste to everything. There I don't you know. go. Mm, that would be. I mean, I, I mean, people wouldn't mind just destroying everything. Yeah, Sephiroth, it would have to be so, a, like a ridiculously <laughs> easy game. <laughs> like the hardest Could decision play. is who do we, I we burn? have kid versions of everything. We have kid <laughs> Sephiroth where he's kid just Sephiroth. learning it. <laughs> now you've been kid a naughty Sephiroth. boy, Sephiroth. I feel Pick like you just make the, make the game called that. Just kid Sephiroth. I mean, <laughs> I mean that that would be a, that, I mean that that that's still a good idea for the for a game. And what what would the what would the title be? It would be uh, would you say it was first? Soldier? Yeah, it was just the. First, first soldier. soldier. Yeah. That's a good name for a that's a pretty good name for yeah, a game. Final like Fantasy that. Seven, the first, first soldier. soldier or something. Yeah. yeah, that's a good name. Well, mm. Juan says they, they teased Genesis and FF seven remake, but I'm trying to remember where they did that. I so I thought they referenced Dirge of Cerberus, but then it turned out to be its own thing. Okay. Because they talked about underground laboratories. So I oh, thought yeah. they were de- I thought they were teasing deep ground. Deep deep yeah, deep ground exists. Yeah. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and then it was just like, oh no, there's actually an underground lab in this version. So right. 
There you go. Nice. Oh um, man, Rob Arman X has a great idea. Uh, along with Dusk Mirage, FF Seven Warriors, and Sephiroth Muso, I could get behind oof. a Final Fantasy Warriors game, or even just an FF Seven Warriors game. That would be pretty. I mean, that would make sense. Just Sephiroth on a random. Yeah, or just Sephiroth. Yeah, yeah. I mean that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> opening level is Nibelheim. No one's trying oh, to fight. No. <laughs> uh huh. First boss is Tifa's dad, yeah. and it's not a. It's not a boss. <laughs> um, <laughs> Terrible. Honestly, there are enough characters in Final Fantasy VII between the vil- you know villains, the tur- you know the heroes, the Turks, the you know Sephiroth, and everything else. Oh, mm-hmm. you could get a cast as big as Age of Calamity. That's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Also, we're we're getting a few answers from Arcwing, Wan, and Dust Mirage. Hojo mentioned G series soldiers during the meeting in the sh- of the right the G cells. Yeah, they mentioned G cells. Uh, Hojo said soldiers. I did forget about that. Right. Okay. Thanks for thanks for reminding us, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let me play as Bugenhagen or Bugenhagen. <laughs> that like, would be so. That would be wild. Oh God. I like uh, Michael phone in the chat in reference to the Sephiroth game Aerith boss fight, <laughs> which is the most messed up thing. Oh. That would be a stealth <laughs> section, obviously. Yeah, yeah. seriously. That'd be yeah. a real. That'd be a real fast quick time <laughs> <Yeah>. event. <laughs> I, I'm. Part of me is not excited by this because again, my first the thought was mobile, but if it's not mobile. Color me interested because it's like if we get a holdover until remake two, part two. Yes, please. I would. I, I would take that. What do you? What do you think that's coming out? Remake um, two. Twenty twenty-three. I was gonna say twenty twenty-two. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying twenty twenty-three. I'm gonna say early twenty twenty-three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Early. Tw- okay. Early twenty twenty-three. Yeah. I was. I was kind of hoping they'd get it out in twenty twenty-two because I, I assume in. Three months, it's going to go to the Xbox, mm-hmm. at least, yeah. and then PC, because they'll do, like, the timed exclusivity thing. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was hoping it would hit 2022. Man, right. but give me... Yeah. You know like what, though? If you April give me Remake 1 with ray tracing, I'll play through the whole thing again. <laughs> I, I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I feel wait. like when it released... I feel like when it released on the Xbox, they're, they're going to get, like, the, a next-gen patch for it as well for the PlayStation 5 at the same time, and that... Would be cool because yeah. they can fix that PlayStation One door, and they can add in like ray tracing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I am want them waiting for that to. Replay. I want them There'd to be fix a lot of everything but fix. the PlayStation One door, <laughs> like all these uh, beautiful lighting yeah. effects and just this low poly ass door. And then my character won't like start to start walking randomly because it has to load the area in front of me. <laughs> oh yeah, like <laughs> get rid of all like those little passageways oh, that you have to like sidle through the. Whole oh, thing. you're going through is like you <laughs> just all of a sudden start moving yeah. a lot quicker. Oh, I'm so God. excited to replay that game, though. Like when a next gen patch does come out, I, mean, I, mean, I want to replay. I, I mean, it. I planned it. I'll do it again. I don't care, yeah. except for the dresses. Yeah. Screw the. I can't do the dresses again. That was nightmarish <laughs> to get all right. the dresses. <laughs> but um, ah, good stuff. But yeah, as of that, that is all of our news that we had to catch up on since our last TNT. Um, we are planning to do uh, the rest of the 2020 uh, reflection video. I believe, though, we were saying tomorrow, but Ash, you have a thing going on tomorrow, so it's likely yes, it's my Thursday. Fault. We're so going for If you guys will recall, my uh, my mom is reco- recovering from surgery, and she's still recovering. She's doing fine. But I uh, a, f- a couple of months ago, right after we launched the channel, actually, I took her out. She loves going on drives in the mountains, like in the backcountry. So I took her on a drive just to get her out of the house and. You know, just kind of lift her spirits a bit, and I'm doing the same thing uh, with her again tomorrow. So, gonna take her on a nice drive and just kind of, you know, lift her spirits, get her out of the house, and uh, 
And uh, yeah, so I apologize for that, but we are going to be doing it on Thursday now. So that it's yeah. still happening. You're still getting the extra episode. It's just Thursday instead of tomorrow. Yeah, we're having a regular. We should be having a regular episode on Wednesday. Then do the extra thing for, so we can crank out uh, 2020, and then you know keep it going. So get four episodes of well, three episodes of TNT and one episode of last year tonight. <laughs> right. Yeah. We'll bring back. It, it's funny. Uh, everyone saying hashtag Mama Paulson mention uh, in in the chat. I, I know you mean well, but don't let her see you say that because she kept her last name and she's very particular about that. So it's actually Mama Todd <laughs> mention. Her name's nice. Parish Todd, so Mama Todd mentioned is, is, is the way you want to go. Ah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, I guess that covers it for tonight's news. So thank you all so much for watching. And uh, Spawnwave, thank you so much for joining. This was a lot of fun. Uh, where can everyone find you at? Oh, you can find me on YouTube, Spawnwave. Come on by. I'm there most mornings. <laughs> Just trying to talk about video game news. <laughs> yep. I'm around. Oh, and I got the Atari. Oh, VCS. dude, I nice. watched that video. Nice. That thing is weird. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. So I, I don't recommend I've buying not looked one. Into I'll that. Say that. I was going to say, what <laughs> is that? Is that like another micro console or? Yeah, it's like a micro PC that almost costs the same as a Series X when you get everything you need for oh, it. Well. Yeah, no. and I and probably wouldn't buy it. Streams <laughs> retro games. Like it was very weird. Yeah, because I streamed Mortal Kombat the arcade version. Which looks like a you know the sixteen bit game on there. It's very weird, so. and you stream it like it's like Stadia or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. the most important question though: Does it keep your chicken warm? Yeah, that this one doesn't. So I feel a little well, ripped then, off. What's but the point? that that KFC console yeah. is. I mean, I'm try. I'm gonna try to get one. So we'll see. <laughs> just put I in think some Steve, you said you were gonna try to try to as well, right? Oh, I absolutely. I'm gonna try to get one of those. Oh I'm gonna God. try to edit a video on the KFC console because oh, I guarantee man. it's a PC in there. Right. I'm going to see, can, can top rendering ten, a 4K top ten chickens in gaming cook my chicken? <laughs> top Jesus. ten chickens in gaming. And then obviously, <laughs> like, in between each, each uh, number, you just, uh, like, have a video of yourself pulling out a piece of chicken from the console and taking a bite. <laughs> oh, God. Right from case, the chicken better life. be part of the review. You do have to review the chicken itself as well, Steve. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, dude, <laughs> if I could get paid to review chicken... <laughs> I wouldn't be in games, baby. I got dreams too, man. Right? Yeah. Good, good point. Good point. There we go. I need to be an ice cream reviewer. I need to be get paid to review new Ben and Jerry's. Oh, I'd be, I'd be huge. <laughs> I know, right? Me that. too. Yeah. I just lost this way. Don't give it back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. With that, what was that, Steve? Oh no, I was gonna say. Anyway, you know, if if oh. uh, Spawn does get a. A KFC console. I will be first in line to watch the teardown. Like I, I want to know how it. Keeps, yeah, <laughs> that that would be an I interesting know how one. The grease off the components, man. That has been my question for day. It one. probably yeah. doesn't. <laughs> Seriously, air fryer, air fryer. <laughs> oh boy, but yeah, of course. Before we sign off, we have to give a special thanks to all of our patrons. No matter what tier you subscribe, uh, you know, support us at. It's all so so appreciated uh really is but we also have to give a special thank you to everyone at our producer tier for helping to make this show happen again couldn't do it without you you all are amazing and then of course there's our massive massive thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above and those fine folks include got a list (laughs) rob (laughs) our man x dan and twistle z patty adam o'sullivan Floating Mew, Christopher, The D-Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kieran Phillips, 
Benny Yao, Rosa Bowling. Hi, Mom. I was going, I was going to say. Gel- say hi to your mother. <laughs> uh, Geller, Shiny Turkey, Titus Malvolio, Jake Pelka, Michael Phone, Mitchell Herring, Game Explain, Charles Zaz, Andrew Medar- Medeiros, Jonathan Belmare, Kitty Kong Facts, Patrick Harrison, Scott Barber, Evernight Studio, Rocks the Cat, Loyal Dingo, Azran127, Phantom23, Sean Garrett, Shadow the Cat, Guillaume Monet, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, Orem M, Top Dog 23100, and our new executive producers uh, just for, uh, that just joined us uh, for this show, started joining us for this show West Egg, Master Link X, Sean Davis, Deneth, Jackson Jordan, Lucky Wonderfish, Brandon Bovia, Octopuppet, and Charlie Bird. Holy crap. <laughs> I think Man. there's 45 of you now. That's insane. I have to speed up we the are scroll. We so lucky. Thank yeah. you so much. My God. And by the uh, way, for those of you who are newcomers to this tier, if you have a preferred pronunciation or an alternate name that we read out instead, just message us on Patreon and we'll we'll make sure to get that done. Absolutely. Absolutely. But remember that you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming where you can watch today's news tonight live for as little as $5 a month. Thank you all so much for watching, and if you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. And until next time, good night, good vibes. Good night, everybody. Bye, everyone.